Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right. It's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Dr. Adam Rutherford will join us to discuss the annihilation. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world-famous question a week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Science show. Well, the new film Annihilation from uh, director Alex Garland, the director of Ex Machina, and he uh, consulted with Dr. Adam Rutherford, a geneticist and consultant on the film, to talk about many of the scientific oddities that we see in the film. Dr. Rutherford, I guess today, is a British geneticist, author, and broadcaster. He's an editor for the journal Nature for a decade and is a frequent contributor to the newspaper The Guardian. He hosts the BBC Radio 4 program Inside Science and has produced several science documentaries and published books related to genetics and the origin of life. And uh, Dr. Rutherford, I want to thank you very much for joining us today on the Grox Science Show. Nice to write, Charles. It's nice to speak to you. Uh, well, certainly our pleasure. Certainly an interesting film, sort of a cerebral film in a way. And you were uh, the consulting scientist for the film. I'm curious, how did you become involved with the project? Well, I, I worked on Ex Machina with Alex a few years ago. So I, uh, we started working together maybe 2012 or 13. Um, and so, you know, each one of those two films has taken about three years from first draft of the script to um, reaching the cinemas. And, and so when Ex Machina was in post-production, um, Alex started writing a script for for Annihilation, and he, you know, the lead character in in the book that it's adapted from, which is also called Annihilation by Jeff Van Der Meer, the lead character is only described as the biologist. So there are, there are five main characters, are all different types of scientists, um, and in the film, that's Natalie Portman, and she's more more specifically, I mean, she's named. Um, and she's a cell biologist and she's a geneticist. And so from the very word go, Alex was just asking me aspects of her behavior and her science and, and what would work visually and what would work in terms of just the way they talk to each other. And, and so I, I'm, I'm just a sort of, I, he describes me as a sort of reality check or a sanity check for um, is, is this science, is it grounded in reality? Or obviously it's fiction. But is is this is there anything here which is going to make people make actual scientists sort of wince? In which case, it's got to go. And but 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 in a more sort of positive way, what are the ideas that are driving what's happening in in the in the plot? And what are the sort of characterizations that we're seeing in the in the in the actors? So yeah, so so I worked on the script and I, I came down to the set and helped with the actors um, a couple of times and and then I helped him in the in the edit with some of the visual effects as well. So it was, it was a real sort of, I don't know, soup to nuts for me. Yeah, three years of work. Well, well how do you feel about the final product? Then? Do, you, do you think they captured the essence of how you think a scientist would react in that situation? And is there anything just a little too far out there for the film for you? <laughs> I, th- I mean, obviously, I'm not impartial. And I'm heavily invested in this film. I, th- I think it's a masterpiece. Um, and you, I had a similar sort of reaction to... Alice's scripts are really tight. Right? I mean, they're, they're incredibly lean, and, and he writes really well on, on paper. And then 
translating that into 90 minutes or two hours worth of film is, is something that, you know, a lot of that happens in his headspace. So you, re, you know, I, I, you sort of read the story and you understand that it's, it's very compelling and, and, you know, f- fully understanding what the, what the, what the narrative st- structure is, is going to be like. And then when it comes to actually shooting it and then seeing a cut of it, it's, it's just sort of, my God, you did that. Like, in, in, there's a famous scene in Ex Machina where, where Oscar Isaac's drunk does an amazing dance routine, which um, has become a sort of internet meme, and, and it's a sort of terrifying moment that people talk about quite a lot. And the script, it says, <laughs> it says, Nathan dances, right? That's basically it. That's the description of that scene as you're reading it. So when, when it comes to actually seeing it in the edit, it was phenomenal. Uh, and Annihilation was all the way through. It was like that process. The, the shimmer, this area, which is which where this weird uh, effect is, is happening, where all the strange stuff inside it is being caused by by the shimmer. You know, I, I couldn't I couldn't conceive of what that was going to look like until very late in the process when it was added um, onto the onto the film with, by the VFX artists with, with Alex directing it. And at which point you go, Gosh, wow, that's some. Um, well, I didn't know what I was going to expect, but this is better than that. It, it is in the tightness of the writing as well that, um, that you know, that, that basically, if you read early drafts of the, of the screenplay for Annihilation and Ex Machina, that is effectively what the, the, the screenplay that gets used in. That's what you see. There's no, there's no sort of great structural edits. The thing is constructed in the edit. It is the, the words that they say are written on the page. But that's, you know, that's just a starting point. And then you've got to build the the world around that, which includes the sort of scientific ideas and the, um, the, the you know, the amazing performances from the actors. And then there's the, the visual effects, which are stunning. And then uh, there's the, you know, practical effects, which are also stunning. And then there's the soundtrack on top of it. So, you know, it, it is, it's, it's just an amazing sort of concatenation of, of people working very hard to make this, what's written on the page come, turn into a, you know, truly sort of, well, it's kind of psychedelic, isn't it? A, a sort of visionary psychedelic experience. I mean, the film is in a way. I mean, it, it mystery of what what this is and what's going on, but there's also the, the sort of the internal struggle that all the characters are going, and the two reflect each other within the shimmer. Yeah, I mean, the whole the, the whole film is really about self destruction, and as as you very very rightly point out, that is that is what's happening in the shimmer. But it's also that these five characters are are in some ways potentially the the agents of their own downfall. And they all have, you know, pr- pr- profoundly sort of damaged pasts, some of which may be their own fault. Now, when the, when the film actually opens, Lena, played by um, Natalie Portman, who is a cell biologist, she is discussing pretty much exactly the same process that happens at a cellular level, at a genetic level, which is a real uh, part of normal biology, which is that that cells um effectively commit suicide you know program cell death is a essential way that biology happens uh and so you know the the metaphor extends right from from the the very beginning of the film all the way through but also at every level from the from the very genetic um to the sort of the alien effects but also in the personal characterizations of what of what what all of the main protagonists are, are going through so in that sense you know that that theme is it is like a well, it's a scene that runs through the whole film at, at every sort of level. And the kind of changes that go on, this metamorphoses in a way, if, without giving too much away, how, how much would, of that possible or how much does that make physical the metaphor of this, these changes that are going on? Well, we talked about that a lot. So uh, the, 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 the sort of creative process that I was involved with is, is that um, 
Alex Garland rings me up and says, well, you know, ask me a specific question. And then we talk for like two hours and then he goes away and it becomes two lines of script. Now, that, that it's it's a great process that and it's, that's how that's how all creative processes should be as far as I can make out you know a lot of chat and a lot of thought but um in terms of the specifics well you know the these the, the the shimmer has the effect of sort of refracting reality in some way and that works at every level it's, you know it's it's not massively explained and I don't think it needs to be but it has the effect of creating mutation in everything that happens there and and distorting natural physical laws now part of that is it, it has the effect of mutating dna in ways which create you know strange beasts and strange organisms and strange effects on on the the human protagonist. Now we we spent a lot of time talking about well, what you know what could be happening here. You see in the trailer there are there are plants that have grown into the shape of of people, uh, and you see you see a sort of deer like figure that has um, has antlers. It has, well, it has it has sort of flowers growing out of its antlers. Uh, it, we, we we spent time thinking about the the real world possibility of things like that now the the answer is well those things aren't possible but they're not so removed from actual our actual understanding of developmental genetics which is the field that i specifically worked in um that's that's what i did my phd in that they're they're not so far out that you know there, there isn't a sort of solid basis from which from which these this this fiction can emerge so it's kind of like the distinction between stuff that is bullshit and stuff that is fiction and we didn't want any bullshit we just wanted you know uh, fiction that was grounded in real science so you know and there are specifics and they actually have conversations Radic, um uh who, which is tessa thompson's character she she talks about a real family of genes the hox genes which determine body plan in, in um all organisms um that that you know that say there's a head at one end and there's going to be a tail at the other end, and there's going to be a brain here and legs here. And they're the same genes whether you're a fly or a mouse or, or a human or, or a blue whale. Exactly the same genes operate in exactly the same way. So we were taking that idea, Alex is taking this idea, and trying to transpose it onto organisms that don't have those types of genes, such as plants. So, you know, again, it, it's fiction, but the scientific basis for it is, is very real. Well, the film is, is really fascinating. The visuals are amazing. I mean, the, the underlying story is compelling. And it, it's sort of a film that you don't see come along too often. I mean, Alex Garland did something unique. And so, I mean, it's a, it's a very challenging film, but I think it's a very compelling film. How do, how do you think it'll fare? Well, who, who can tell? I mean, I agree. It is, it's not an easy film. And, and um, why make easy films? It's, it's meant to be, it is meant to be challenging. It's full of real serious ideas and, and it is it's kind of like you know it is psychedelic it's you know you're weirded out by the book the book is an odd book um and then i read the script and i was weirded out by the script um there's not a lot of dialogue in the last sort of 15 minutes uh, without giving anything too give, giving too much away um and then, and then when i saw the final cut it is it is it's a, an astonishing visceral thoughtful piece now i think that's what science fiction should be like i think it's that you know, people are going to go in, and it, it, it's, a, it's a strange film in, in that people are going to come out of it and spend a lot of time thinking about it, and that's that's what science fiction can do, and it's what I think it should do, and it, and I think it sits really happily alongside some some other great science fiction works which do exactly the same thing, films like Solaris or Stalker, 
um, or 2001, uh, where, you know, people will, what they, I don't know how the market will think about it, but I think, I think ultimately people will think of it as a sort of classic that they will spend time thinking and studying it. Um, but we shall see. You, you know, you can't tell. You create these things and, and you can't tell how people are going to react. Well, it, it really is, I think, a very unique film. And I certainly hope a lot of people will go take a look at it. And certainly your, your involvement in it adds to a bit of grounding. I think something to, to really think about. And so, again, the new film is called Annihilation. We were just talking with Dr. Adam Rutherford, who is consultant on the film and good friends with the director, Alex Garland. And Dr. Rutherford, I want to thank you very much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. No sweat. It's a pleasure talking to you guys. And that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.groks.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.